Welcome to the Houdini RC Heli Podcast. This is episode 22-0. Today's date is 1-24-2021. She had 20. That's hard to say, isn't it? 2021. Wow. That's a lot of twat We made it. Actually, we were going to... I was going to do that, maybe. We'll see. Maybe we'll do that in the end. I'm not really a... Uh, what do you call it? Not a predictions guy, would it? Damn, my brain just went dead again. We just started. <laughs> <laughs> well, at any rate... Hey, guys! <laughs> we're back. We're back. 2021 when was the last one last one was a month ago on yeah i tried to get you to do one last week but you were kind of out yeah i decided barbecue and drinking was more important than podcasting and let's see i think the weekend before i asked again (laughs) i have no idea it's like bert and kyle i'm gonna deny it's okay it's all right I'm taking a no-flying card this week anyway. Yeah, the weather sucks around here. Oh, the weather sucks. It's nasty. It's good. I really enjoy it when it's crappy weather, then I don't have to make excuses for not going and flying. Just, eh, the weather sucks. (laughs) I don't have to make up excuses. I still went boating. Motorboating? Motorboating. Okay. (laughs) I I was in the water... On a boat. I gave a bunch of my stuff to Sloan. My saltwater fishing stuff. Did you? A bunch. When I cleaned out my hot water heater storage area. It's like, I'm not going to use this stuff. A lot of it was just trash, but there was a good weight and vest in there. With some good stuff, but nothing major. Just a bunch of old fishing Yeah, I don't stuff. think he's ever done that unless... and. Except for that time that he was with me. What, wade fishing? Yes. Oh, just because he kayaks all the time? Yeah. But yeah. wade fishing is cool. Yeah, it's just hard on your back. Hmm. If you do it a bunch. <laughs> it's hard on you, period. You'll, you'll be worn out if you go wade fishing. Yeah, I've done it three days in a row one time with a hardcore saltwater guy. I did it four days in a row. Yeah. It's hard to walk after you're done. Three days customer event, then one day company event. Yeah. But I tell you what, it's a lot easier than deep sea. Deep sea for me is bad. I don't do deep sea. If I can't see the land, I'm not going there. I at least have to be able to see land. Uh, Some of the sickest I've ever been out on a boat is right off the jetties. That I can handle. Uh, It's... It depends. But deep sea, I don't do. Anyway, my work schedule has been extremely busy. Work's been crazy, busy, stressful. I guess everybody's work is that way, though. I'm starting to get used to... That's why they pay us, right? Hmm. It's not easy, so they pay us, and that's why we keep showing up. The uh, the stress level has been intense. Yeah, I don't know if it's just a 2020, 2021 deal, but man, it's, it's been... I 
think back like 10 years ago and man the job used to be way easier <laughs> it, it did like, uh seems like right now stuff is i don't know if that's just you know hindsight 2020 type of deal but it seems like lately work and stress and life and stuff has been a little bit more stressful than it has in the past but that's just my aspect well, some of that it. could be just the fact that it's winter time everybody's cooped up true i would agree that is possible but that's one of those things it's kind of i'll get over it tomorrow will come that's the way time works right it is no doubt one day after the next you can't you can't avoid it and if anybody knows a way to avoid it please let me know so i can <laughs> start turning back time and win the lottery or something hmm. so somebody won the mega millions right Honestly, I don't even know. I haven't kept up with that. In I think a long it was time. almost up to like the guys at work were talking about. It was almost up to a, like a billion dollars or something, like nine hundred million or. We do this big pull every time that, and we have one individual at work that always drives this. It's it's not me, um, and everybody in the company chips in. You know, it's five bucks, six bucks, whatever, and and then. He goes that, out and then buys a boatload of tickets. And that guy just decided to not show up this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't you... know yet. We'll find out tomorrow since I didn't look to see who won it. Where did I he go? I have no idea. <laughs> Where did John go? <laughs> he decided not to show up. and Somebody won the Mega Millions. And it's it's one of those deals, you know, where you've got... There's oh, so yeah. many people in this office that's doing this. Everybody in the office that's doing it is yeah. doing it. And if you don't do it and, you know. You'll be the only guy that shows up on Monday. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, I guess I own the company now. Because <laughs> I guarantee you everybody else would quit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the owners, but they still have bills to pay. But even the owners get into this. Oh, really? Because I was. Yeah. Like, we can't do that at my work because that's considered gambling. I mean, there's still people that do it, but it's considered gambling, just like doing squares for Super Bowl. And, you know, they never enforce that rule, but they have that rule in place. Yeah, that's probably the difference between having a private company and a large corporation like you, like you work at. Very true. But... Life's been good. Family life's been good. Daughter's back at college. Nobody's got COVID yet. It's it's getting closer, though. You can kind of start feeling that bubble closing in on you. Daughter's got some friends. All of their family has it. So Eventually, I'll be sitting at home in quarantine, ordering stuff off Amazon again. Yeah. We have at work, we have had a lot of people that have had it. And I know people outside of work, of course, that have had it. And some that have been very, very sick. But I don't know anybody that has passed from it, thank God. Um, but you've avoided it at this point? I've avoided Barely. it at this point. <laughs> and, you know, my wife and I, she's... Uh, persnickety about some things and one of them is and i've been doing this for years now but it's 
you know, she makes me take zinc, my vitamins, airborne, and we do this ritually now uh, and have done for a long time. And, and I have no idea whether or not that's helped. Uh, certainly hasn't hurt. True. Um, I don't take any vitamins. Every now and then I get out in the sun and get some vitamin D. But I have had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six employees so far, techs wow. that that have had it. Um, three of them have been in my building. Uh, in fact, I just got a notification that one of them tested positive today. Yeah. We're not going to be able to avoid it. We, at some point, we're gonna we're gonna become a zombie, also. Well, you know, my wife, she's uh, she's in the medical field, and she's around a lot of people that have had it. And uh, you know, of course, she wears the the gloves, the the gowns, the mask, the face mask, and they test. I wouldn't call it daily, but I mean it's a lot. Yeah. Themselves. And my daughter gets tested twice a week at Baylor because she's in the right recruitment team. And she's already my wife's already had her first vaccine, and and this next week is the second round. Uh, I guess they called her called them this past. I didn't realize there was multiple rounds you had to get. Yes, there is. You get your first round, and then uh, after a short amount of time, you get your second round. And and the second round, supposedly, the first round makes, I guess, you get your arm is sore or something where the vaccine was put in. And then on the second round, they said it makes you tired. Uh, but that's when this bus stuff is supposed to really work well. Hmm. Anyway, she gets her second round this next week. Sweet. You got anything else before we tangent off on a two-hour podcast about what we've done this week? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. Sweet. Um, kind of go down my list a little bit here. We have a was it a Facebook group? Is that what they call it? Facebook That's what group. It's called. Yeah, we have a Texas RC. Is it RC Heli or is it just RC? I think it's just Texas RC Group. Let me look. Let me look at it on my phone since Facebook on a computer is horrible lately. If I can figure out how to use a phone. Texas RC Helis. Okay, it is Helis. Anyway, if you guys are in the area and listen to us, hit us up and have somebody add you to the group or. Send me a message. We'll add you to the group. I'm just try, trying to keep people in the local area, Texas area, Oklahoma area, surrounding counties, in touch with each other for events and so forth and so on, or gatherings or get-togethers. So I, I had been using, for my 3D printer, I've been using Idea Maker for the slicer, and for some reason it updated three weeks ago and I lost all my settings and my printer pretty much went to crap. Everything I printed turned out just horrible. 
So I end up switching to Cura because it has a CR10 profile for the TiVo Tornado I have. And finally got that printing halfway decent now after messing with it for probably two weeks now trying to. So is Acura a Cura a brand? Cura uh, is a slicer software. Okay. I think it's actually called something different, but it's a slicer. Okay, I've I've never done it, so I'm just just yeah. Curious. Instead of the idea maker that we were using before, it, I switched to Cure because I lost all my settings and I was having issues. But it wasn't like a printer issue; it was more of a slicer configuration to my printer. Um, but if you get a name brand printer like Ender Three or something like that, there's already profiles set up, so you don't have to you don't have to figure all that stuff out. Anyway been messing with that a lot but i finally got it dialed in slightly getting burnout i don't know if it's the winter time i i'm normally not a very good winter flyer i mean i know it's texas and it's 60 degrees most of the time but i don't know if it's the weather or the drab or sometimes i like flying in crappy weather but lately i just even with getting a new kit and everything it's just been kind of burnt out just have you done any flying i've done a little bit nothing major i think i went last week on sunday but all the planker guys were there and it's just i'm gonna have to switch my schedule up and start going on mondays or something just to just to switch up my schedule a little bit so when was the last time you flew Last Sunday, I took the Gowie out and the Logo 550. I'm gonna I have the Cyclone blades on the Logo 550. I'm gonna have to pull 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 those off. I got got a little bit of a head shake, and I think it's blade related. So I'm gonna pull the Cyclones off, and I may end up trading those. Ashton kind of was hinting on he was wanting that set, but I don't know what he has in for trade for. I kind of hate to give the Cyclone 550s away with matching tail blades for something, but we'll see. I mean, if they're not flying right, then, but I just need to swap the blades out and see if see if that's the issue or not. I, I think it is, not 100%. Is it possible that it's a head shake from a lower lower RPM? No, not really. It's it's just the Cyclones are quick off center. Um. I wouldn't say they're like the first first blades that Aeropanda sells, but they're fast off of center. And that may just be a cyclic gain thing that I just need to adjust a little bit. But I mean, they fly well. It's just, just with that super light model, I think having faster blades off center just makes it inherently sure. unstable, I would say. Um, so I posted, this is something maybe somebody can help me out with. You, normally when I post a podcast, it automatically publishes to my Facebook account and post on the Houdini RC Heli po podcast Facebook page. Episode 19 never did that. And I actually went back and did it again. And I don't know if they changed something or if it's something I'm doing, but I can't get, we'll see what this 20 does. If, if a 20 doesn't auto-publish to Facebook, then I'm going to have to start digging deeper. But 
all the ones before 18 and all of them before, like when I published one because it was linked to my Facebook account, it would automatically publish to that page. So, so let me ask you this in Zoom. There is an update, and I haven't updated mine yet, uh, but there's an update in there. Of course, 19 was a month ago, and I don't know when the update came out. I think it came out before 19. Okay. So did you update yours? Yeah. My Zoom is updated. I wonder if something changed. Oops. I was... Sorry. Um, I was wanting to see if... If it fixed some of the issues I was having with Brent and Carry On. With the... Just dropouts. With the audio. And a lot of people think that that's no big deal. Like that... But... If you're having a conversation with somebody and all of a sudden, like, you lose four minutes of audio, even if it's just silence, then when that person starts talking again, you it's just, it's just horrible. <laughs> it yeah. Just, it was just, it, it got to the point where, you know, you're, you're timelining everything and just trying to fix stuff that was horrible. One of these days I need to, I actually got Skype downloaded, we need to get together one day and try to see if we can get Skype to work on this and download record each person's audio and see if I could do it the way a bunch of the other podcasters do it sounds good but that would fix my problems with audio drops but time not tonight for sure so Mike Westbrook a buddy of mine got um what is it called? You call it a cricket or something? It's a cricket. It's a, it's a graphic plotter. Okay. But I need help with somebody that can create a printable graphic. Like we have some, but it's just I'm trying to come up with something good that we can print and give away or I can use for myself. <laughs> Yeah, once you can get like that Houdini RC Heli emblem of however it is that you decide that you want to do it, you can get a tattoo. I'm not getting a tattoo with a cricket. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. I've, I've never got a tattoo. Uh, it ain't no big deal. Really? Really. I'm not going to say I want to see your tattoo, but... <laughs> I do not have a tattoo to show. <laughs> well, you see, it's uh, you could be like Bert and have one down there on your ankle or wherever it is that he has his. I mean, I've. I can't say it hasn't crossed my mind, but I just it's never been that this, big of a deal where I could make the decision. For this the rest would of my be life. the. This would be the perfect thing. Houdini RC Heli, your your own logo, and it's tattooed right on your ankle. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> I don't, it's going to have to look really well. Uh, I don't think that's going to be possible. got you thinking. You did get me thinking, but I don't think I'm going to be tattooing myself with Houdini stuff. It is crossing my mind. You got me thinking at least. We're headed the right direction. <laughs> awesome. But, so, kind of working on that. 
kind of wanted to see how and this is kind of an open-ended question of how how do you listen to podcasts and this is something that kind of crossed my mind because I had I had somebody new I think I sold I sold some stuff to somebody on RC groups that didn't know about the podcast and sent him a shirt and I and he ended up saying that he listened to the podcast and I was like, which one did you listen to? And he said he listened to episode 19. Excuse me. Um, how do you listen to, let's say there's a new podcast that comes out. We'll use RC scrap pile as an example, right? Okay. So you would think that most people would just start at episode one, right? Like you wouldn't start watching a Netflix series, right? And start at, episode 20 right uh i think i would probably listen to a current podcast just to get an idea yeah but Um, if you watched like a netflix show or something like that you wouldn't start at 20 no you're right i wouldn't but i would do is i would i would look through the the uh, topic items and i would select the ones that interested me that's that's a good way to do it. It seems like even for myself, when I listen to like RC Scrap Hall, for example, I just listen to the current one and then I work my way backwards, which seems really odd. I don't know if everybody else kind of listens to podcasts the same way. And then I listen to all the current ones when they come out. But as I get through the current one, I start listening backwards all the way through. It's just odd. I don't know if everybody else does it the same way. I know you don't have a long drive to work, but... No, I don't. You're right. Uh, But if you think about it, it, take uh, Freefall, for example. How long ago did they start cutting podcasts? Two and a half, three years. Okay. So two and a half, three years ago, and they're at number two... Sixty-ish. Sixty-ish. Um, and 260-ish is, we'll just call it current events. And number one is events back two and a half, three years ago. That's that's my point. Yeah, this, is, this stuff is not current. Right. That's why I would be more selective. And then once I'm, you know, like up to date on current stuff, I may pick stuff that's older, but I doubt that I would go back that far. So you don't? go backwards I have but but not like religiously not religiously no I'm pretty much religiously go backwards it's just a thought that's something I was thinking about the other morning and kind of oh it still hurts fair enough so I've kind of slept wrong the other day actually actually called it work too but uh <laughs> i slept wrong and i got this like knots in my back and i was talking to this guy at work he's older than me oscar and um he was saying i have gas i need to go take some gas x and i was like what are you talking about this is like under my shoulder blade there's no gas up there and he said you're getting older your body has gas and you have <laughs> i don't have gas <laughs> so i was not saying that you're older than me but you know 
That is kind of like my dog comment the other day. Your dog comment. Mm-hmm. Did your dog have gas? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you this story. It's funny. All right. So, my wife and I are going out of town. This is on Friday, and there's this new little candy shop that's in Marble Falls, and I didn't stop there for myself. I stopped there for my grandkids, and. I, you know, of course, my wife's with me, and and Lucy, my uh, my my dog, is with me as well. And so, I asked the owners if it was okay if I brought her in here, and you know, they were excited and said yes. And so I brought her in with me, and and Lucy's pretty tame. I mean, she's yeah, she's she's calm. she's yeah, she's calm. She's really good. And uh, we're sitting in the can not sitting. We're standing in the candy store and looking at some really expensive candies. They even had like cinnamon flavored crickets for candy. That's and gross. Uh, anyway, my dog farts. In the candy store? <laughs> In the candy store. <laughs> oh my goodness, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. Ooh, speaking of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. It was funny. Did they notice, or was it just like, did you just. They were like, very polite. You just slowly kind of turned and walked away and was like, all right, see you guys later. Yeah, my wife paid us out. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Gonna take the next elevator. I took, my, I took Lucy out and I let her air out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you'd be taking her in the candy store again. You you actually should go back this next week and ask them, can I bring Lucy back in? They'd be like, no, 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 you you keep her outside. <laughs> no more. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny. It was funny. It speaking, was bad, but it was funny. Speaking on that, the, the corner store down the road for me closed down. My beer store I could walk to actually closed down, so kind of sucks hopefully somebody buys it well you said you were gonna stop drinking anyway right yeah i'll i'll stop drinking one day be a long time from now probably that's what it is new year's resolution dog it that's what i was thinking when we started the podcast there you go i don't really do new year's resolutions there's no reason to stop doing a good thing Unless I can well, start I'd... doing more good things. Well, enough about gas and New Year's resolutions. All right. So next on my list, I've been thinking. Of it, so everybody gives Shaggy crap on, about, about on podcast. And the other day, I was printing something in my printer over here. You know, it does. I don't have the silent motor, so sometimes when it's printing, it makes this like Shaggy, 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 and <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it's just something like whenever it does it, I kind of look over at it and I'm like, hmm, it's talking to me now. But it makes that shaggy, shaggy, shaggy sound. <laughs> awesome. That's funny. So on to the big topic. We're going to transition into you on this. I don't believe three weeks ago I had a Saab 380 buddy on the last podcast. I may have talked about possibly getting one. But from the last podcast to now, I 
have bought a SAB Buddy 380. And mainly this translates to the XL380. Just the wiring kind of upset me, I guess I could say, right? On so, the on the SAB? No, on the XL380. Okay. After I built it and everything, trying right. to make spots for everything and get everything lined in. I just got frustrated and just made a, a shotgun decision one night and went on Shannon's website and ordered a SAB Buddy 380. So, Shannon with who? Shannon with only fine airplanes. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> only fine alleys. So I got with Shannon and got a Buddy 380 sent to me. So this is my first Goblin. Actually, not my first. This is the second Goblin since the original Goblin that I had that... Um, man, why am I losing my brain? I hate it when this happens. Was it an SAB 500? No, 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 no. Sorry, I'm thinking about the person's name and this lost my brain. This is good. Sorry, this is... I don't know why my brain is... That's getting, why you gotta write these things down. Getting old. So, I just looked it up. Uh... I forgot Joe's name. <laughs> so Joe Duran and I bought a goblin from Wilson Miller. So Wilson, well, I guess he was on the SAB team at some point. This is probably 10 years ago, at least. So Wilson sold us his, I guess, teen goblin 700s. I think they were like four or 500 bucks a piece or something. I actually like didn't know Wilson was on the SAB team. I think he was like was it SAB team or Heli Direct or something like that? Uh, Heli Direct has always been big into it. Might at have been one time. It might have been Ready Heli. Okay. But anyway, so they were the some of the original Goblin seven hundreds, and Joe and I got a kit. Each of us got a kit from him. So I haven't, I haven't had a Goblin since since that helicopter. I wonder if Joe still got that new inbox kit. What kit? Joe Duran had a 700 SAB. No, he doesn't. Okay. So, just to go on a tangent, that that helicopter that he won, at, I think that was the... Apache Pass? Yeah, the first Apache Pass that we had out there, the mm -hmm. Ice House. You know Todd, right? Yes, Tom I do. Lackner. Mm -hmm. So he actually, I guess they had girls driving around in golf carts selling tickets, right? Mm -hmm. Like stretches. So Todd had bought a stretch. And he gave it back to her, and she was going to put it in the box. So they pulled Todd's number out, right, of the box. And they pull it out, and it's the whole sleeve, the whole stretch. They didn't tear them up. Uh oh <laughs> so Todd actually won that goblin, but they 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 said no, you can't do that. So they threw all his tickets out, and then Joe ended up winning it. Wow, I did not. I don't uh, remember that. Todd was really pissed. 
he was really upset. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> so you have to tear the tickets apart if you want to win. You can't leave yeah. them all together. Note, <laughs> note to self: tear the tickets off. Don't don't assume that the girl you're giving the money to is going to do what they're supposed to do. She has no idea. <laughs> anyway, back on the buddy. So I got the buddy in. I haven't had one of these in a long time. The manual is, it's off the chain. I mean, it's, I can see why people buy SAB products. The manual is, it's just perfect. I mean, there was one or two things that I saw that was off in the manual, but super small, nothing major. The kit build went fabulous, everything the only thing I kind of wish it had, I wish it had a belt tensioner system. Right. That's the only thing I kind of, or an idler or so forth and so on. But the build went really good. I flew it last week. I've got three flights on it, so I can't really say here or there which way I, I feel about it. But the build went really good. There's room for everything. I've got my MUI in it. I've got everything like that plugged in. Everything's good. So I'm waiting to, I need to get out maybe tomorrow. Today's what, Sunday? Yeah, yes, today, it is. Today's Sunday. So maybe tomorrow I'll, I'll get out and actually go to the field and put in four, five, six good flights on it and actually see what I think about what I think about the heli. But so far, it's it's beautiful. The build's good. I love the skids. The only thing on the skids I wish, I wish they didn't like tow in. I wish they didn't tow in as much as they do kind of visually. I don't like it, but yeah, that was always a little bit off with me. I mean, I like the model. I, you know, 380 size model is, is uh, like a really good size just to, to have with you or as a, um, a keep model it in the truck type of deal. Yeah. Keep it in the truck or, Keep it with you for, you know, the in-between flights you're, when you're flying 700s a lot. It just kind of breaks it up, gives your batteries time to, to charge, and it's a fun model to fly. Yeah, I've just, it's, it's not as cheap as any other model. The part pricing is a little more expensive than your average 380. Uh, it's not going to compete price-wise, but the build quality and the quality of the parts have, are, night and day difference. I think the main shaft's eight millimeters. And when I was looking for a swash level, the aligned swash level for a 600 is, the main shaft on a aligned 600 is eight millimeters. <laughs> right. So it's a beefy main shaft. So what pinion did you end up using on that? So the stock one, the stock one was a 20 and I have an 890 KV motor. That and we had talked about this a little bit. So I decided just to run whatever stock was because I pulled everything out of the MSH Protos XL380, you want to call it, boom version, and put it in this helicopter and just went with the stock pinion, which is 20. And the first flight, the first part of the pack, the head speed held pretty good. And then later in the pack, the head speed started decaying a little bit. So I ordered a 21 and a 22 pinion. And after talking to Mike a little bit and you, I decided to not go straight to a 22. So I installed the 21 tooth and I put 
two flights on it last week, and I didn't notice any head speed drop at all. Okay. There is more testing I need to do. Uh, I do have the 22 if needed, but currently I have the 21 tooth in there. And which motor are you running on yours? It's the Xnova 890. 890, so that would be the uh, 20, 282890 KV. Uh, let me look just so I'm 100%. This is right here. Get up and walk around anyway. Yeah, it's a nice looking alley though. Um, it is a twenty-eight twenty. Okay. Twenty-eight twenty eight ninety ten pole. And so you're running that one on 6S, a 6S eighteen hundred. Correct. And on mine, I have the uh, X Nova thirty-two fifteen dash nine thirty KV. And I'm running the stock pinion on mine. And that's because you had that on a 420, correct? Correct. So you have a little bit more power, so to say. Is the KV the same on yours? No, yours is 890 and mine is a 930. Okay, so that, that makes up a, maybe makes up a tooth, right? Sure. Yeah, it's it's. I'm not running 100% on mine. I can kick it up some more, if you will. And I know that you're not running 100% on yours. But the 3215 is, that's a good motor. Uh, and I use that motor on a 420 SAB. And I haven't decided whether or not on mine, whether I would stretch it to a 420. They don't have that in the buddy colors, but the... the uh, 420 conversion kit will move over to the SAB just the same as the standard 380 SAB. Yeah. The problem with this model that the my original model was the K, was the CG. Yeah. I probably should have written all this down but the CG on mine came out good. Obviously um, I have the battery almost all the way forward. And the battery tray on this is kind of a G10 battery mm -hmm. tray. And, and it's, I kind of wish it was thicker. Like when you strap the battery to it, the, the whole tray kind of bows and bends. Yeah, it does. Uh, I, I wish they'd have made the tray thicker, maybe an, a millimeter thicker and made, you know, the rails thicker just to make it a little more rigid. I'm not saying there's a problem with it. Um, it just... This is one of the small things that I saw that I didn't completely enjoy or like. Yeah, it, I, I understand. That's that's one of the things that I've noticed on mine is that the battery tray seems a little bit flimsy. But once you put it into the slide itself, it's you know it's yeah. really no big deal. It actually helps on the slide to keep it from being like super loose. And. I don't know if they thought about that ahead of time and kind of that's the reasoning behind it. But The model flies good. Um, I haven't flown a pod and... I mean, I haven't flown. I normally fly pod and boom. I haven't flown, like I said, I haven't flown a Goblin since the original 700 days. So when I'm flying this, I'm actually... I mean, I only have three flights in it, so you can't really judge too much. But I'm actually looking at the boom and the canopy at the same time. 
and it kind of it's kind of odd to me like I'm I don't know we'll see I have to get used to it well SAB does have the raw maybe they'll make a raw buddy I doubt it I doubt it we'll see eventually but I, I doubt they transition their whole fleet into pod and boom style I mean I love the way this 380 looks in the air you can see it everything's awesome i am running the stock blades on it currently i don't know how long that'll last but they're really expensive i was surprised because when i got it i was like oh that's cool uh matching blades you know if they fly decent maybe you know I'll, I'll get another set if it crashes and i looked up the price i think these these blades are 55 or 60 dollars a set no i don't think they're that high are they I didn't think they were. Alright, I'm checking. Blades. And the race is on. Okay, that didn't work. I think Kenny's going to win. Yeah, they are $49 for a set of SAB 380s. Black so line. do you have a set of the first RC 380s? I do not have a set. I tested a set that Mike Westbrook had. I do not have an actual set of first. Yeah, you flew mine as well, if you remember. So it's a hard decision to make, like, do I keep flying these until I crash it? Or at some point, do I start testing other blades out to see if I like something better? I don't know. We'll see. Well, you should try a set of those just to see um, how the model flies. I know the 380 first RC blades, when I, when I flew them, of course, mine went into a billion pieces. I thought they were a, a little bit quick off center for my style, but you can always tune that out. Yeah. So the other thing I bought was the magnetic canopy mounts for it. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say they're super like um, MSH strong, like a Protos. I think the Protos ones are stronger, but I, got two flights on it with them and they work great i think at the end of the day they just need to keep the model the canopy in place yeah. on the model yeah as long as it doesn't fly off yeah i did want to ask if anybody this is a javier question since he's fanboy is there a possibility of putting the sab 380 tail belt guide system on the buddy 380 i know it may not be necessary it's kind of one of my questions for listeners out there that has both of them. Is is it can I can I install that even if I have to drill holes in the frame or make it work? I just it's only thirty six dollars. I mean it's out of stock on AMA, but um, I wonder if that would if I could install that on this helicopter just to get belt tensioning. I wonder. That was one of the things that uh, I had actually made on my show notes as well as the belt tension. Um, I mean, they have, to... they have the idler here. I mean, 
I would have to pull up the manual and see if it would work. I'd, I'd hate to buy, you know, $40 part and find out it doesn't actually fit, but for you right. Goblin fanboys out there, let me know if, 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 it, if you think it's possible to install that. I think that's yeah, that all. Yeah, that would I, be good. I think that's all. The end. All right, I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> no, I just thought that would be a good transition into because you have. I mean, that's part of the part of the reason. I actually never saw yours before I bought mine, but you also have a SAB three eighty buddy, correct? That is correct, and I've actually got quite a few flights on mine now. More the only three. thing I'll say, <laughs> I, I don't have anything negative to say on the buddy. I, the, the most impressive thing that I th that I seen is just the fact that it's cg wells um, the model does look good in the air the build is simple straightforward it's uh the manual is just amazing I, in many ways it reminds me of the curtis manual with all the you know the curtis always put color on his pictures he he just went you know in deep whenever he built the manuals or made the manuals yeah the only thing on the manuals i could say they could improve is Curtis would do a binder style, right? Yeah. Where it had metal binding on the edges, like hook loop binding. Yes. That's the only thing that I think Curtis manuals were better about is they had the binding on the edges. And this is just like a stapled in the center book. Now that I have, and I've, I've you know, I've probably got, I don't know, 20 plus flights on mine now. But now that I have mine flying, the, the only thing I can say is there seems to be a little bit of a tail kick that I have not figured out yet on an aileron roll. Um, it's like there's some, some elevator being introduced into that at a really odd time in the roll. And I've done it so many times now that it's not me. Do you have a Neo on it? No, no, that's I have same. a Bavarian Demon. That's the problem. You have to have a Neo on ah. SABs. <laughs> okay. No, I have the Bavarian Demon SXH on it. But that's the only thing that I've seen. It's uh, almost, uh, I'm going to be careful when I say this, on many <laughs> of the helicopters that I have built, there seems like there's always something missing, even the little things. I mean, uh, we're we're hunting perfection on, on these. I mean, we're not. Being, yes, we are. I mean, and, we are uh, being super critical on this stuff at this point. The, the this one here wasn't missing anything. It, I mean, it went together fast, really fast. And the wiring on this thing is just stupid simple. Yeah, it was it was enjoyable when I got to that point. But I do like that model a lot. I like how it looks in the air. Um, it flies well in, in the wind. It flies well on calm days. It is a small model, you know, so it, it does get beat up a little bit in the air if it's real windy. But I've flown it in 15 to 20 mile an hour winds. Wow. In fact, I the the day I did the maiden on this thing, Mike Westbrook was with me that day 
and it was windy. I remember I was out on the flight line, and this is the maiden flight. I lifted up, felt it, you know, did a couple of turns on it, popped it up and down. Everything felt normal and kicked it up and idle up, and I took off, and I flew it. I don't normally do that. It's so there's there is a level of uh, trust, I guess. Yeah, my maidens aren't. My maidens are about the same way. Within like, I would say ten seconds, I'm starting to to try to make the model fail. Right. Well, I didn't want it to fail. I I just put it together. But I know. But you're 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 testing it to see like, is this gonna be. Is this going to hold? Is this going to do what I want type of deal? I was very impressed on how it, how it flew. Good. So the SAB is a home run. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Get with Shannon. He has some in stock. It's... That's right. Shannon at Only Fine Helis. There's a plug for you, Shannon, just in case you're listening. Yeah. Yeah, I want my shirt. Yeah, I want my shirt. Yeah, I want my shirt. And I'll say this as well. I have been flying in a 380 size model for years, starting with the MSH 380. And I still have it. Uh, in fact, it's, it's you know, that I've, I've already it's, crashed that one. I crashed that one last year. It's in a Target bag. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's an RCHN reference. It is sitting on the shelf. And, and I don't know if I'm going to fix it or not at this point. I may sometime down the line but parts just have to become a little bit more readily available and and they may very well be now i just haven't looked since getting the buddy back together i just kind of left it alone yeah i'm trying to sell mine if you need parts <laughs> well i need airframe i need the frames and yours are not the same they're compatible though just drill some more holes Sure. I, but if I don't want to drill holes, I just want to buy frames that fit, and I don't have to. I don't want to have to work, order them from overseas. I think mine are compatible. Okay. I'll have to work something out. That may very well be. Maybe I'll give you mine, and you can just take two and make one. No, <laughs> I've got enough projects sitting here that aren't actually my helicopters. <laughs> hey, I have a Gowie X5, just in case you're interested. Yeah, I'll trade you a Protos 380. <laughs> the new one or the old one? Uh, it's it's the new boom version. Huh? We'll see. Both we, of them we, we might, don't want. <laughs> we might be able to do something there. Two guys trading stuff that they both don't want and both really don't want the others, the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, take, take stuff from my house and I'll put it at your house and we'll, they'll both just sit on the same shelf that they both were in. <laughs> yep. So uh, the next thing that I want to talk about real quick is, uh, and Richard and I have not spoke about this yet. This will be the first time that I've talked to him about it. Uh, I did mention it in the text group that we have the other day, but Heli's over Apache Pass. I am trying to push forward with that for May the 5th through the 9th. Are we a go on location? I, I have to finalize that part of it before I announce, before okay. I put it on okay. on the group or 
before I post it. So, so I'll try to do that this next week. Um, well, you know, you have time. It takes me two weeks to edit now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll, I'll try to get that done this next week and get a, that get everything finalized and get it sanctioned with AMA. Cool. Yeah, I think that date will be good. Okay. Uh, the next thing is uh, I've been talking to Danny Melnick a lot. Danny Melnick is with Daryl Panda, who was on our podcast once. I would like to get him back at some point in time. So... <laughs> I know we, you and I still have some bugs to work through. No, Hopefully. no, 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 it's no big deal. It's just, I just remember that edit. <laughs> he can talk. Yeah. He can, he, he can talk. can talk. And so uh, I've been talking to him quite a bit about different things. Uh, one of them, one of the things that without going into detail is uh, the Heli Professional Soxos line of helicopters. So I'm just doing a shout out for Danny and I know I've been flying a strike for quite some time now. It's a good model. It really is. It's especially if you pirouette to the left or with torque. I think pilots would would like that model. But the other thing that I wanted to mention was First RC Blades, which is also made by Heli Professionals. And I actually think that Danny's now trying to put a group of uh, helicopter enthusiasts that like the products together as a team, but I'm, I'm sure it's going to be slow rolling on that. It's, it's not something that's, that's he's, he's done before in the past. He is trying to put the, the name first RC blades and other products out in the, in users' hands, and and um, I know this, they're a really good price on those blades, and the the 710s, which are the only ones, and I've left, I tried the 380s, they're in the dump now, but the 710s do, are a really nice blade. Yeah, 105 bucks. Yeah, yeah, so, it is. So he had he had made a Facebook post about these first blades that they had a different color. Yes, but yes, I don't, I don't see them on the website, Kenny. Uh, I think that they're still new. Okay, so when him and I were talking the other day, he did mention to me that that people were going to have choices on colors, and so I took his comments as they were coming. Okay, because I I saw the post and I thought they were really cool. I mean, they're like orange and green and yeah. I mean, they're the same black carbon at the root, but the tip instead of being white has a color to it right but i don't see it on the website so okay so if anybody is interested in that reach out to errol panda i don't think you'd be disappointed yeah or send danny melnick a uh, message on facebook yeah they're definitely worth a try i mean they're they're good blades they are the like I said, the 710s on the Soxo Strike is, it's a great combination. I like it. Yeah. I do have a set of 690s that I haven't tried that I received in a trade. Um, 
Did you actually receive them yet? Yeah, I've got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, anyway, I just wanted to talk about that real quick. Uh, I didn't want to, I don't want to derail there too much, but I do want to, I just wanted to mention it. Yeah. Give them a try, guys. So, the next thing I want to mention is, uh, I'm actually going to skip a line here is I need to make a correction, uh, and it was brought up to me by a friend of ours. The ISDT BG8S PWM receiver tester and and balance tester. When I described that the other day about how it works, if you wanted to check out check the signal output, was yeah. incorrect. I just wanted to correct that. Uh, so if you were testing, if you are testing a the receiver output or the PWM of a servo channel, you plug it into the balance port and then you select the option using on the menus of whatever it is that you want to test. I think I made the comment that there was a servo input. Yeah, I remember I was looking at that and looking it up and we were Yeah. So we were I was wrong on what I said and I just wanted to correct that. And I've done that myself now. I mean, it is really awesome the way that thing works. And there is the ISDT, uh, which is the one that I have. I know that there is another, there's another brand out there that's using this same exact unit that is branded it for their use, which is Spectrum. I don't know anybody else that has it, but the original ISDT is uh, the one that I use. And it yeah. works great. So a shout out to Bob for the correction. And and uh, just thank you for noticing that and bringing that up. Bam. What? No. Just like Man, that. I hated to say that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody's wrong at one point in their life. I, uh, just, well, I just haven't got to that point yet. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> You ever gonna get this ENV fixed for me? Yeah, that's uh, that is on my project list. That is, I've already started looking at what I need to do to bring that model back out. I've actually got an airframe that's completely assembled, minus all the electronics and the motor. Perfect. I'll take it. No. <laughs> uh, I'm still hunting one. If anybody has one, I'm still kind of hunting one. I'm not going to give you twelve hundred. I have, I have another airframe. Yeah, uh, but I'm not going to pry it from your dead hands. Well, if it comes down to that, then I may not have much of a choice. <laughs> I still got to find a motor and everything, but I think I know a guy that may get a motor from. You think? I think Danny still has some motors. Uh, last time I checked, he had a 105. Well, he should have some 91 STs, brand new in box. But anyway. And I owe a friend of ours a motor. A uh, OS50SX. Yeah. Along with a Hortori pipe. Did that ever get hashed out? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the friend of ours, Ashton, he was talking to me one night and we were talking about the 
the 580 Nitro, which is also on the to-do list. So we're talking about the 580 Nitro, and he's he's asking me to share some pictures with him, and I did. And then we're talking about motors, and and I he asked me if I had any, and I said, well, I happen to have like an N5C and a 50SX. Anyway, I was trying to get him to buy the whole package when all he wants is just the motor and pipe. And, you should buy the package. And I told him that uh, I don't remember what I said the package cost was. I think it was like three fifty or something. It was a good deal. Okay. Well, if he wants the package, he can have it for two fifty. Whoa. And that's basically uh, one and a half airframes plus motor and pipe. So Ashton, if you're listening to that, let let me know. Beyond that, um, <laughs> Ashton asked if if uh, I would be interested in just selling him the motor and pipe, and I told him I wasn't at that point. And then I posted on a text group of ours that, hey, guys, if anyone's interested in this 50SX and this pipe, uh, it is available for free. And another buddy of ours, Mike Westbrook, you know, said, me, 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 me. <laughs> then the line started. <laughs> yeah. And, and oh, so words free. right after I did that, I realized, hey, I, I've kind of got somebody on the hook who was interested in that. <laughs> and so I called Mike and I told Mike, I said, look, man, I Oop. said, I'm sorry. Oopsie. I, yeah, that was, uh, th- that was a bum move of me. And, and so, uh, I sent Ashton a message. At least I think I did. But if not, Ashton, the motor's yours if you want it. Or if you want this airframe, just let me know, man. I'll make you a swinging deal on it. Yeah. that's. I mean, really, I will. This Helicopter? Like, helicopter, helicopter, helicopter. Oh, don't do that. There is a girl that worked that does that, hey, no. but it's in a really, really bad way. <laughs> Just derailing everything. Yeah, you derailed. Next. Next. So uh, this last thing is it really doesn't matter. It's uh, I mentioned I had a lot of stuff going on here in the last few weeks, and I do in the last few months it has been stupid crazy busy and stressful and it has got me bogged down with the uh, things in general i wouldn't necessarily call it burned out but it certainly got me uh my whole mindset is kind of derailed at the moment i think that's part of the reason why uh, richard and i both have not been putting out a podcast as often as we could be yeah i'm just not pushing the issues yeah so not that it's has any value in this thing is <laughs> just kind of agreeing with what you said i understand yeah okay you got anything else i don't have anything else let's All move right. forward we're gonna take a little break and then we'll be back for the main All topic right. Cool. Just to take a break. Be back. Be break. Shaggy, 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 shaggy. Da, da, da.
back and need another five. What flavor is it? Flavor? Yeah, the top you just popped. Pilsner? What? Pilsner. What's that? It's a fine Pilsner beer. Oh. And I spell it light, L-I-T-E. Gotcha. I figured I'm halfway through. Yeah, we definitely need to uh, do podcasts more often so we can get through what we did this week. <laughs> yeah. In a timely order, not hour and a half. We'll push through this to take us another 20 minutes, 30 minutes. That's fine. Is that fine? Helly's only under. I'm still waiting on my shirt. Did you hear I, I ordered a shirt? You ordered a shirt? Yep. From? I can't say. <laughs> no. I may have a shirt coming, though. <laughs> uh, may have to wear it inside out, though. <laughs> Not yet. I've signed no contracts. <laughs> All right, on to the main topic. So I wanted to go over build order since I just got done building the Buddy 380. And I was talking with a buddy, Mike, that we talked to. I actually need to get him on here at some point. But build order. This one seems odd to me because I never do anything like I'm supposed to do it period I'm just that rogue stepchild that doesn't do stuff in the order that's supposed to be done so I guess you could build it per the manual page by page right you could but normally I don't do that um, it all depends no, but for the most part I don't I build what kind of what intrigues me or if I'm like on this one I was watching Netflix and just sitting here drinking a beer and so in front of me I have a workstation that's probably a foot by foot in front of my monitor keyboard and so forth and so on so so I, I just built like the head first I'll take the bag because SAB does a really good job everything that's in the bag is to do that whole task. So you can cut that one bag out, dump it out in front of you, and sit there and build. Like in this time, you know, I built the head first. That was the first thing I did. I didn't even take the frames out and sand them yet. I just built the head. So my preferred method of building is I kind of build whatever, whatever intrigues me first. Like, or... You know, if I have a big table in front of me, then, you know, and I have time on my hands to spend, you know, four hours, then I may do the frames first. But it just, I never do it per the manual. I just kind of wanted to see what, what, what you do as far as building. So with me, whenever I build a model, I build in sections. Um, I build the airframe. And when I say I build the airframe, I bring it all the way up to where I have a main shaft and a swash plate. 
and that's that's the airframe and i build the then i build the the head assembly and that's ready and then i build the tail assembly and that's ready and then i come back to the airframe and then i install the servos and when i install the servos i set up the links for the swash plate and i do all my centers i get most of the airframe completed uh, with all the electronics and verify that everything is up and running before I ever attach anything else. The head, the, the, uh, the no, boom. No boom or anything like that. None of it. I, I do an airframe only. It's kind of like the power unit. Hmm. I'll build the power unit. I do, but I do everything in sections. It's, it's not, has nothing to do for me has nothing to do with being intrigued on anything. Used to, whenever I built a model, I did step by step by step by step throughout the manual. And then once that, that model was completed, then I had an airframe that had this, you know, tail, tail boom that's sticking out with the, the assembly on it, the, the tail assembly on it. And now I've got to stick a battery in it because I'm weighted the wrong direction. Do you, and the model constantly wants to fall off the table. Do you think you, you got into doing that because you were on a team and like Curtis and the, he wanted people to build it per the manual exactly to see if there was something wrong or think well, it's just a preference that you had? Even when Curtis, when, when, uh, when we would build a prototype unit, um, what we were looking for wasn't necessarily... We, we were looking for errors in the in the manual itself, but even the manual it still builds in sections. It's just it's just uh, for me anyway. What I've done over time is just my own technique. Uh, nobody's ever showed me how to do that. Nobody's ever talked to me about how to do that. It's just something that I developed. Because when you do it like that, it's a lot easier to get that airframe up and running. I mean, you power up the unit and everything before you really do anything else. That's and if it's a belt drive unit, I'll actually assemble the airframe. I won't put the belt on there. I'll assemble the airframe and have it powered. And then I'll pull the main shaft back out and put the belt on there. Well, that's the easy thing on the buddy. You don't have to pull the main shaft to put the tail belt on. <laughs> well, sure. That makes it easy. Anyway, that's how I do it, is I do in sections. Yeah, I, I think if, if you're in a small shop or a confined place, I mean, obviously some people have a ginormous shop or something like that, but, you know, if you have a confined place, keeping the tail boom out until the very end is probably a good idea. Well, when you're setting up a flight control unit, uh, you know, the model, you're constantly turning it and making sure that everything's right. Unless you're one of those lucky ones who, I don't even know about if it's lucky. If you have one of those helicopter stands that you can rotate this thing on. I, I think Ashton was looking at that at one time and we were talking about it. And I, I was kind of telling him, it's, you know, it's kind of more a pain in the ass because you still have to flip the model and look at the bottom or I don't. Yes. I just don't think that that stand would work for my my style of building. I don't like the stand. 
I've looked at them. I've had opportunities to buy one. I just, for me, I don't like the stand. I like having the model on the table because for exactly what you said. I need to flip it around and I need to do something. Now, do you have like a standard table? I think at one point you said you had like a Lazy Susan table or something like that, right? Yes, I have one table that I do the majority of my builds on. Um, I have a I have a, a small room in my house that's my hobby room, and I have a table and I have stuff in there set up uh, for me to work on. But and sometimes I do stuff in there, but most of the time I just it's I have this table that sits in front of one specific spot and I do most of my stuff in on that one spot and it's just happens to be where I'm watching TV as well. Yeah. I think it's a good idea to not have a ginormous. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but anyway, um that pretty much so I was there's there's one thing that always gets me and I put this on latter part of the list but the tail push rod so every manual i've ever been a part of or done i always end up having to cut some of the carbon fiber off of the tail push rod like the manual says it needs to be eight millimeters screwed in and glued in on this end and this end needs to be you know eight millimeters and screwed in i never do that i always i'll glue one side i'll put it in glue one side and i'll click that on the servo and then I'll install everything in the helicopter, the boom, and so forth. And then I'll actually tighten the belt or the torque tube, get everything in. And then I'll actually like get the link and the rod, and I'll put it up on the tail push rod, and I'll decide if I need to cut the carbon or not. Is that something that you do, or, or do you just per the manual, whatever it says, and do it? Well, like on the Buddy, I did it per the manual. Uh, uh, yeah, it worked out per the manual. I think even on the buddy, I end up cutting off five millimeters of carbon on the push pusher. I did not have to do that. Yeah, but that's just something that I always do. I always just glue one side, and then I'll lay everything up on the model and see if if I need to adjust it or not. The uh, the K and the KDS, the uh, the seven hundred size, that four hundred dollar model, uh, or three ninety nine ninety nine. Oh, the A seven. A seven. That model, you had to cut the the uh, torque or not torque tube, but the carbon rod. It was too long. Yeah, I I find that a lot of kits are just off, and I I don't even mess with it. It's just something yeah, I that, didn't that have thing. to do that with the buddy, but I have done that on, on other models. So I have on here what would be a good first kit build, and I'm kind of torn on this between a, an Align and an SAB. And the only well, reason I, I say Align is because Align comes with, they have combo kits, right? They do. And everything's kind of built around that machine. And I, their manuals are pretty good, too. I, I don't think they're up to the printed color quality of SAB. But I think they're they're better than Gowie. They're better than, you know, some of the other models. 
the A7 and so forth. But the 470L. Yeah, I mean that's a it's a good first model. I think I think it, okay. this all depends on on if you have other people around you. Like go if you have a buddy or somebody like that 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 has that model or has find what local people have and kind of lean that direction. I'm not going to say lean it away from an SAB, but the SAB manual is very very good. I think a first-time builder might be able to get through it easily. So, so let me say this: the 470L from Align, and and this is Align has done. A, you know, they they've put out a lot of models out there. Uh, you everywhere you go, somebody has Aligns. Yeah, they put Thunder and, Tiger out of business. Yeah, and and that's great, uh, but. Me personally, I don't think the 470L was one of their finer moments. No, I mean that's it's. I, there's obviously I've stated that you know there's improvements that need to be made on that model. So, so the SAB 380, that is like perfect for a beginner helicopter. And the reason why, and, and this again, this is my model or my opinion. That model is uh, it's going to cost you a little bit more up front, but the electronics on it are going to be roughly the same. Uh, you know, if you go to Correct. other brands, you, you can you can buy a, a good set of a great set of electronics. You know, put MKS in there, uh, uh, BK servos in there if you could get them, um, or you can go with the lines and save some money. There's Sabux and yeah, there's uh, options. There's options out there. Out there. Uh, that's the reason why I like models that are not necessarily cookie cutter, but the, you know, not everything comes with it. It's just that the SAB buddy is the the build on it is simple. Uh, the electronic setup on it is simple, and it is really that that is like the and again my opinion the perfect uh beginner's model to start out with yes yeah. we may have to dabble in this on other show topics try to find a way to like because it's been so long since me and you were you know air quotes my hands up in the air a beginner type person right sure i mean our knowledge base is 20, 20 years plus so it's um it's hard for us to put you know a beginner person we may have to touch on this in the future a little bit, just as far as like, I still think there's other helicopters for a beginner that are better. I mean, the 230S V2 is probably one of the better ones, but we'll see. But the 230S is a uh, bind and fly, is that, isn't that right? Yeah, it's a, I mean. Okay, so I'm just talking about a model that yeah, you build. Your first real helicopter. Correct. Your first kit. Not your Correct. first actual heli. I mean, mine, you know, I had models prior to this, but my first kit that I built was a Thunder Tiger. Uh, it was the uh, 50. What was the number on that? I'm just waiting for you to draw a blank. <laughs> Raptor. Raptor 50 V2. 
I, it's been years since I've had that. But that was the very first kit that I built. Nice. And and I mean it was a it was amazing. It was a fantastic flying helicopter. It's amazing. <laughs> it was. It, it had its problems. You couldn't get the pitch you needed in it. You couldn't get more than twelve degrees of pitch without doing some weird stuff. Well, after a while, you know, when when you I get mean, past that changes. beginners, yeah, when when you get past that beginner stage and you start loading it up with quick UK parts and heads and you know all the the uh, the bling and yeah. Anyway, quick story, crash story. Since you brought Raptor Fifty up, so I was at the Southfield H Cam. God, this must have been two thousand four ish. Anyway, I had my Raptor up, and I had a buddy out there, and I was like, I'm going to pyro flip. You know, I could barely hover. I couldn't fly upside down, but I knew this, you know, how to stir it. So I'd go out there and have a buddy with me, and I, I'd go up, you know, super high, and I'm sitting there and just stirring the sticks, and all of a sudden it's just, I can't, it just crashes into the ground, <laughs> bogs out. <laughs> that was my first attempt at doing a pyro flip <laughs> that I can remember in my brain. <laughs> crashed the hell out of that model <laughs> yeah the very first time i did a pyro flip uh we were in cedar park and uh was this uh behind the baseball fields uh, there was a walmart in front of us okay I, I never flew that one there was a business complex behind us and uh i'm sure there's there's somebody listening to the who's going to listen to the podcast who knows exactly what the name of that was but either way the very first time i did that nobody was expecting it and i went up in the air and i got several crash uh you know uh several crashes uh, high and i started pirouetting the the model and then i started stirring the sticks and i was doing a pirou flip and and I did several of them in a row, and I oh, stopped really? everybody in their tracks. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, what was that? I mean, sometimes you just got to pull down your drawers and let them hang out a little bit. That's just the way it goes. Well, back at this neat field, and, and you know, this is probably 2003, 2004, uh, at the Snead Field, I was flying a Raptor 50, and it was just me and Mike. And I flipped over and went inverted for the very first time ever, and Mike Westbrook was there and watched it. <laughs> and he was floored. That's funny. I mean, we forget how long we've been doing this and how sure. how much of a journey it takes to go from a beginner to I wouldn't call it I mean I would say we're an advanced pilot at this point I wouldn't say professional no, um, we don't do this for a living we do it for a hobby we don't have the in front of our name like everybody else <laughs> but anyway that's kind of what I wanted to touch on build order if you guys have any information or if you do something different or if you have a different setup or task let me know I mean 
Everybody does the build a little bit different, I think. The thing that I do, the, the big thing that I do anymore is I take my time. I try not to rush through a build. Things get really bad if you do. I yeah. I I actually used to power build like really good. But I I found that like after I built it I was missing stuff. I was like, "Uh, I'm already done." So, lately with even with the buddy, like I took it in steps and phases and tried to enjoy the process um cuz you're only going to build a model from kit brand new once. That's only right. one time. So I remember once we were in Corpus Christi and we were at the Ron's Fun Fly and it was cold outside. There's I pictures mean, on Run Rider. <laughs> if you want to get Kenny's. cold outside. Is that when it rained? We were all inside of a building. Oh yeah. yeah and it was it was me, uh Bob, there was Wasn't Ben there? Is is that when Ben put the was it like in a line 250 he put up on the wall? On the no, that door? was not the time. Oh, okay. Uh, Nathan Spencer and uh, I think, I don't remember if Tip, Tim Hutcherson was there or not. And uh, we power build. It, it, this was Nathan's model. And Nathan worked for Ron Lund. And we power built a uh, Raptor 50. Um, I remember that. It, that was a lot of fun, but it was cold outside. I don't like it was cold. cold. Yeah, Miss Ron. I do too. I do as well. So I'm gonna move it on. I did. So if you guys haven't seen, it's coming. So the Max Flybarless is coming. Luca is kind of starting to put his name behind it. I think it's made over there in Vietnam with him. But uh, he's posted videos. He's starting to sell the unit. I'm still waiting to see. There's going to have a radio with it. I'm, I think Free Falls mentioned it. But it seems like Luca's starting to put his name behind this unit. Kind of like he did with the Spartan at some point. So we'll see what comes of it. It's not, it's not a cheap Flybarless, I think it's like 180 bucks, 190 bucks with a data pod type thing. Programmer. Uh, don't see any mention of in integration with it. That's the biggest thing for me is I really don't want to get rid of my jetty at this point. So I need integration. I want yeah. integration. So that's that's a big plus that I have not had that box checked on the Max Flybarless yet. But anyway, it's it's coming. Also, if so, this is news from a second source. Luca posted that he is now making blades again. And do you know what the blade size is? Um, no. It is six ninety four or something like that. So, what brand blade is that going to be? They're going to be Lynx blades. 
Lynx blades. Okay. So if Luke is making 700 blades, what's next? That means that there's probably a 700 coming. Yes. So be on the lookout, guys. It is starting to look like Luca is going to have a Oxy 7. So it's what it's starting to seem like. So I'll say awesome, and I'll say that uh, I'm anxious to see the parts prices on that one. I mean, this past two years, part prices have went up on every model. That's just... They have. That's just the way it is. It's Stuff's not going to get cheaper, guys. Taxes are going to keep going up. <laughs> that's just the way it is. Now the... The Oxy-5, I think, is a great flying model. Uh, I have flown one and a couple of times. I wouldn't say I have a lot of experience with it. The only thing that was kind of noticeable was, and, and I understand, you know, he's got to price his stuff out at, at what he can stand as far as trying to make a living, stay in business. That's important. So it is what it is. That always seemed just a little bit on the, the high side, but... You know, there's models out there that it's just crazy expensive to fix. I mean, I would say just because I have talked to Luca personally before, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, Urcha type of deal. I don't mind supporting him and paying a little bit more for part prices. I think he's a sure. good guy. I think he means well in the hobby. He's not He's not out to, like, take people's money if if his prices are a little higher that's because it's costing him a little bit more to get there to get the product to us whether it's tariffs or imports or cnc prices or so so forth and so on I, supporting him and owning at least one helicopter of oxy i think is something everybody should have just to support somebody that's you know that started making helicopter upgrades for us and has transitioned right. to now giving us full models. So I still have his Oxy three, and it's a it's a fun model to fly. So I think I think supporting him, you know, is should be on everybody's to do list type of deal. So next on the list, I was going to go over this a little bit. I'll I'll put it in the show notes. We won't go over it a bunch, but uh, there's an Esprit. I was just clicking around. I don't know how I found it, but Esprit has a push button. It's not a push button on off switch. It's like a slider switch. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. You guys can look at it and check it out. But um, I thought it was really cool. I don't know if you've seen that before. I have. That's not a jetty thing. That's an Esprit thing. Is that correct? Yes, it's it. It's an Esprit. I don't know how to separate from Esprit and Jetty. I think, in my mind, they're both the same thing. But it is at Esprit, com. But they have like a power kill switch slider touch thing. They have a bunch right. of other stuff. I was watching a video. Um, I actually kind of want to get that guy on at some point that, that kind of runs that whole show there. Uh, they have like inline servo pico fuse like self-blowing amperage control things i mean they got a bunch of stuff that i didn't realize was out there i'll 
I'll link in a YouTube video that where he's going over some of this stuff. Um, it just seems like, I don't know how old some of this stuff is or if I'm just out of touch on stuff, but it seems like Jetty's really pushing the limits on on transmitter integration, what can be done type of deal. I don't, I mean, I know Mikado is the V-Control Touch is doing stuff, but like, it seems like Jetty's really pushing the envelope on what is possible with some of this integration and the radio and the telemetry stuff that they've had out there with, they've had airspeed indicators. I mean, they have a bunch of different stuff for these radios. It just, to me, it seems like they're, they're pushing the envelope really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I still, um, I still need to get my radio sent in. I still have some issues. I need to talk to Danny about or somebody at some point. Well, Danny's easy to get a hold of. Um, yeah, I just need on my hand. And I hate to send my radio in to get it serviced and not have a radio. Anyway, neither here nor there. Um, what is that? So in our text group, we have a couple people I'm trying to push. <laughs> uh, where are you guys buying these old DVDs from? So in our text group, Ashton bought some, Kenny's bought some. They're buying old DVDs for like $10, right? Yes. From, I don't, uh, I forget what video, the website. It's a video placed out of... Uh... What's the name of that? But they sell DVDs from like Urcha 2014 and just a bunch of crazy stuff that yes. I didn't even know existed. So I'll put the link in here. Do you have the? Do you have it up, or can you get it so we can tell them what the website is? That are just show linking it. Yeah, give me just a second. On a side topic, I've been watching Valor on Netflix. It's kind of. Blacklisted and Valor. Blacklisted kind of started getting old, but started watching Valor on Netflix this week. Forgot I'm on like season two or something. I don't know. Just trying to push through. Something to watch. It's kind of kind of been dead on Netflix watching stuff on TV. If you guys have anything really cool that's a long series or something, shoot me a message. Let me know. If you want a shirt, yeah, if, let me know. If, if there's something you want us to talk about, let us know. Yeah, I checked the email. Nobody emailed us. That's not good. Sky Video Productions. All right. I have the video of the very first year that I went to Urcha, 2008. What? Sitting, sitting here in my hand. I mean, that's... That's super cool, Kenny. Did mm -hmm. you see yourself in it or no? Man, I've I've watched, I've looked at, through this and they <laughs> back then it was a lot of uh, scale stuff, and there is a lot of scale helicopters in this. Okay, how do you spell Sky Video Productions? Because S K Y. Uh, I, I, did I say Sky? Yeah. Sorry, S K S. S K S. Okay. SKS right. Video Productions. Yeah, so they have RC videos. View all. Yeah, they've got a lot of stuff. And they're 10 bucks a piece. I don't know. You have to pay shipping, 
obviously on top of that. He uh, yeah, a little bit, but it wasn't much. Yeah, they've got... There, there was actually a bonus video that was... Damn, they got a lot of videos. They had Joe Nall 2004. This is some really cool stuff. There, there was a bonus video for 2008 that I wanted, that I ordered. Anyway, the guy wrote me back the very next day and said that uh, he apologized. He couldn't do the bonus video. They didn't have any more. Uh, I was disappointed, but man, he reached out like immediately. Wow. I mean, this is, I mean, there's 24 pages of stuff. And this stuff is, this is like the vault. If you guys haven't seen it. The guy should be yeah. paying me like SKS video. Yeah, that's cool. SKSvideo.com. Check it out. I need to order some. I know Ashton bought some and you've bought some and mm -hmm. I need to get one. Anyway, that's about all we have. Buy and sell. I've obviously bought a goblin. Kenny's trying to sell a Gowie. <laughs> <laughs> Horse trade possible, but Horse trade possible. I have not bought anything else since. For the record. <laughs> on yeah, the for record. the record. On, on record, I haven't bought anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think Kenny may have a secret squirrel project going on in the background. I might. We'll, we'll get to it at some point. But All right, guys. If you haven't heard, listen to some of these other podcasts. Heliheads is out there. Free Falls out there. Skids Up is out there. BK Podcast. They've actually posted some new ones with the raw stuff and... Explaining yes. a bunch of that. Telerotor, inverted down under. RC scrap pile. If you're a playing guy, 3D playing guy, those guys are a riot. Um, they pumping stuff out once a week. They're like a free fall 3D playing guys. Something really good. RC element. And then obviously with uh, Bill and YouTube, supporting events and such. There is no, I've got no feedback. So guess no feedback's good it's better than negative feedback if you need to email me email me at houdini rc heli at gmail.com and kenny is rc nuts at gmail.com mm -hmm. other than that just shoot me a message on facebook if you want that's probably the fastest way to get a hold of me because it'll ping me on my phone and that's richard Spiegel space RC. So we'll try to get another podcast out, get this out to you guys. But if you guys have anything for us to go over or tell me I suck and stop podcasting, let me know. <laughs> we will try to, I mean, obviously as the year picks up speed, weather gets better. We'll probably be pushed, put some more podcast out, but. Definitely keep supporting our vendors. Keep supporting the local people. Yep. And the next episode will turn 21. So, woohoo! Who's buying? Richard's buying. He's the one that has beer. <laughs> so, yeah. So, episode 21, I may jump in and do some podcast calling and get, you know, maybe get Brent and Carrie back on here and maybe call a couple of other people and make it a, a shit show. <laughs> yeah. Let's put like 
six people on it. Yeah, just make it horrible for me. But it's 21. You only turn 21 once, right? <laughs> you only be doing video editing for three weeks or a month. Yeah. I'll just shove it out there. Before we do that, we need to get the Skype going and, and try that out. Yeah. Definitely need to need to work on that. Maybe I'll contact one of the other podcast people or maybe they can contact me and help another person out. Help me help others. We'll see. Help me help you. Yeah. And if you guys want my PayPal, I'll give you my PayPal and you can send money to me. <laughs> Other than that, that's all I have, guys. Stay in the box, don't escape. All right, guys, stay safe. <laughs> <laughs>